Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Tridib Ghosh. Uh, he's the CEO director and co-founder of Sharp Eyes, LLC. And uh, Trudeb and I, and his partner, we talked months ago, and we're going to uh, do another podcast and look at it with pun intended fresh eyes. So Trudeb, how are you doing? Good, good. Yeah, we're glad to hear from you. So tell me about, uh, you know, just to refresh listeners and everything, tell me about Sharp Eyes. What do you guys do? Um, we are a tech startup. Uh, we actually registered as a LLC back in 2016. <clears throat> the fourth quarter of 2016. And our main mission or goal is to see a world where almost 1.8 billion people uh, have access to the actual high-tech eyewear that we are trying to create. And this eyewear addresses a problem that has never been addressed before with all the advancements in science that we have had till date. Hmm. And for this problem, the best solution that we have at present is a pair of bifocal or progressive eyeglasses that dates way back to like 1950s. So in the last 60 or 70 years, essentially, no med, nobody in the medical community or the scientific community have actually addressed this problem entirely. The fact that the customers do have an access to something that is, you know, affordable. Mm. So that's our goal. That's our mission. All right. Well, what's the what's the eyesight related problem that you guys are trying to solve? Um. Well, in United States, for example, let's say, it was reported that almost 
of the population suffers from refractive eye errors. Now, refractive eye errors, uh, there are four kinds of this kind of eye error. One is myopia or nearsightedness. The next one is farsightedness or metropia or hyperopia, whatever you call it. The third one is astigmatism. And the fourth one, which is what we are trying to solve here, is something called presbyopia. That is the largest population. And let me tell you something more interesting. Everybody 35 years and above suffer from this mm -hmm. problem of presbyopia, the magnitude of which can vary from individual to individual. But trust me, everybody suffers from that, according to a report from any NIH National Eye Institute. And more than half the people actually don't even know that they suffer from this. And what is it called again? This bio? How do you, how do you say the word again? It's called presbyopia. Oh, pres, pres presbyopia, presbyopia. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And what are the symptoms of uh, presbyopia? What does it do? Um, basically, you know, in the instance of a progressive lens, as you might have observed, the entire aperture, the eyeglass, is split into zones for near mm -hmm. activities like reading, for immediate activities, like, say, working on a laptop, for a little further activities, let's say, driving. So these areas have been differentiated into zones, and the zones have their own power to aid the presbyopic patients with, you know, doing these activities accordingly, which means that you have to look through a certain portion of the eyeglass, a very specific portion, to even get that job done. And I'll tell you something worse. Presbyopia, apparently, is a dynamic uh, problem, meaning that as you progress with your age, your eyesight gets worse and worse. And back in 1912, a scientist called Duane actually did some study on about 1,500 human subjects. And it turns out that when you are born, you have an eye lens, the natural eye lens in your eye. That has a restoration ability of around 14 diopters. By the time you are 55, it has fallen down to one diopter, meaning everything that you do in front of you, it's either blurry or it's not in focus. Forget the aperture through which you are viewing, which is as such very limited. So what happens is this progressive lenses, you go to a doctor every two years, they recommend you a fixed power lens. And that never gets the job done because your eye lens is degrading by the hour and you don't even know it. Okay. So our lens, what it does then is the lens itself changes power, meaning based on your direction of gaze, when you're looking at something, it calculates the exact distance and brings that exact object in focus. Let your eye, grade, eye lens degrade. That's fine. Our eyewear is programmable, meaning we take a person's vision acuity test, we program that feed into this eyewear, and then we keep on upgrading the stuff as the person ages. So basically, whenever you look through our eyewear, the entire aperture, that actually you know, helps you bring one specific object in focus all the time for all the activities. Okay, so... Uh, hmm. So it, it, it adjusts on the – how does it work? How does your lens work to adjust on the fly to what people are looking at? So basically what happens is we have uh, what we call in the scientific world an eye-tracking system. So what it does, it gauges the direction of gaze of that individual. It already has the pre-feed 
of its prescription in that particular either which is specific to that individual and <clears throat> when you look at an object there is a distance sensor that calculates the distance and then based on the feedback from the sensor our liquid lens kind of changes the shape based on some of the proprietary electronics that we have developed and that makes that particular object which is directly in front of your eyes it makes that object in focus all the time and this focus is dynamic meaning you shift your head you look you change your you know gaze from a newspaper let's say which is for reading purposes to let's say working mm -hmm. on a laptop immediately the focus changes and that happens in a fraction of a second so you never feel that you know you're losing your eye restoration or your eye power or that your eye eye is giving you any problem because the lens has a feedback mechanism that takes care of whatever you're losing over time and age. So how does it work actually? You know, so I have this lens, I have the sharp eyes lenses in my glasses. Um, I'm looking at, you know, something 20 feet away and then I shift my gaze and I look at my smartphone. What happens sure. in the lenses to allow me to focus on it? Um, okay, let's put it this way. Um, assuming that you have no power in your eyes, we actually do have some power correction on top of restoration. Let's say that you don't have any power. You know, you never use any eyeglasses or something like that, but you're still suffering from presbyopia because your eye lens is degrading over time and age. So what happens now is when you place that in front of your eyes, you know, the power that is needed for that particular, let's say, object 20 feet away to make that object in focus is a certain number. So our electronic, it actually calculates that number and changes the shape of the lens or it changes the curvature of the lens so that the new curvature now brings that object 20 feet away in focus. Now when you shift your gaze, the eye lens is calculating that well, now your object, the object that you're looking at is let's say just a feet away. So now it changes okay. the curvature of the lens so that the power of that lens now helps you focus on an object that's only one feet away. And that happens in a split second. Okay, so it happens in a split second. Um, how does the lens do this? How does it morph its shape <laughs> to do this? Without yeah, giving away, you know, a secret sauce. It's, it's, it, it does change the shape. It's, we call it the liquid crystal lens. Um, not liquid crystal. Well, crystal lens is a bit more expensive technology. This is a more simpler, scalable, and affordable technology. So basically what it does is changes there's some liquid in the membranes. The lens has membranes that are, you know, that can change shape. So basically, based on that distance, you know, it calculates how much compression or, or decompression the liquid inside the lens needs to change the curvature accordingly. Now you get hmm. the point? So there is a calibration. There is a calibration going on inside the lens all the time. Well, how does it change the, uh, is the lens like a, a floppy gelatinous mass or is it a hard shell with liquid inside it? And how does it change um, it, its shape, you know? It basically, you know, on the either side of the lens, uh, you have uh, stretchable membranes. And then inside that membrane, the mass is filled with a liquid that is a transparent liquid. So basically, mm -hmm. when you compress or decompress from the edges of a circular area, you know, of a circular uh, dual membrane liquid holding uh, piece, you know, the liquid cannot get compressed or decompressed. So what happens is the membrane stretch and based on the curvature of that stretch, the eye power changes or meaning the 
power of the glasses change. And that changes according to that object of gaze. Okay, so, hmm. all right, I guess we can't go too much it's more into quite, the mechanism. It, but. It, it, it's quite an intriguing technology in the first pass, trust me. Yeah. Um, we have talked to some of the, you know, program directors of uh, the NSF and NIH uh, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. And to them, it sounds like, well, this looks like a pie in the sky. So you're solving myopia, metropia, and presbyopia. That affects roughly 150 million people right now in the United States. You're wow. solving all three of them at one pass in one eyewear that we have never heard before. The point is, that's exactly the point, because we are calling this the 21st century eyewear. It's the use of technology to mimic the lens in your eye. Right. Basically, that's what it is. How, how far away is this from commercial viability, and does it look like, you know, if you put these on, do they look like regu regular glasses, or are they like big, clunky, ugly really thick glasses like what, what does it look like and when will it be commercially available um yeah um for this let me give you some uh data for the available stuff our competitors what are the form and shape of our competitors basically the difference between the existing commercial products and ours is the fact that in existing commercial products either you have fixed power lenses or you have some kind of variable power like ours, except that you have to change the power and adjust your focus manually all the time. The average weight of all these lenses, you know, depending on the price, let's say it's somewhere between 100 to $300 in this price range, the right. average weight of these products are around 50 grams. Our product is around 130 to 140 grams, or at least that's our target. Meaning okay. that once you wear these eyeglasses, even though the technology is state of art, you will never feel that you are getting bogged down by the weight. Because the okay. difference between 50 and 150 grams on your temple is relatively negligible based on the utility you are getting out of that piece. Okay, so all right. Uh, where are you at with uh, rolling this out commercially? Do you, you have, I guess, test glasses that are being used Right now, we are doing some form of testing, or we are getting prepared for some of some of the testing with our prototype. We have already a functional prototype now, and we are testing it with one of the optometrists that we have uh, uh, in a place called Moranai Center, which is in the University of Utah School of Medicine. So we will be working with him and a couple of his colleagues and do the testing on actual patients and see what further optimization do we need before we actually launch the product. So we are almost one and a half years away from actually launching the product where the people okay. would be able to buy the first generation of these eyeglasses because we want so, them to okay. see what eyeglasses can be like because right, right. apparently this is a new segment in the eyewear industry. Nobody has done this kind of thing before. There was only one company that tried to do something like this years back called True Focal, which was manual focusing and that eyewear piece costed you around 900 bucks retail. That, in my opinion, is not affordable for the utility it provides. Yeah, what do you think is going to be the cost of this when it's ready? We figured out that there's a lot of factors involved. Some people buy online, you know, they get the prescription, but they buy their glasses online. Some people buy the frames separately. Some people just walk down to the optical shop, you know, in that area and just buy their glasses from there. The average price for a niche market of 40 million people 
the average price and the amount of money that people are willing to spend between a bifocal or a progressive is around $250. We believe that given the utility that we have, that it's reprogrammable, that it brings everything in focus, that you never feel blurry, that you're using the entire eyeglass, and it's smartphone friendly, and you can change everything from your smartphone, we would be offering it at a price no more than $400 to $450. And we will be able to change and reprogram your feed all the time, just like a cell phone. You know, you take it as a lease for two years. Right, right, After right. two years, you don't like it, you upgrade it, but you still, you know, use it, use it, because apparently nobody else can replace it, that kind of thing. Well, why, why do you have to, do you have to train it when you first get it to your particular eyes, or do you, why do you have to program it or reprogram it? Um, well, the programming and the reprogramming comes from the numbers that, these patients get from the optometrist. So basically, they'd go through some eye tests, correct, every two years to upgrade their prescription. So we are saying that we are taking these existing prescription numbers and we are programming the feed based on the customer so that the response of our eyewear is specific only to that customer. And we keep on refeeding it, the program, every time the patient decides to upgrade his prescription. So whenever he goes to an optometrist, he or she gets some number, puts it in the smartphone, brand new. Your cell, your eyewear starts working completely differently because the settings now are different. Different. How um how bad can someone's eyesight be before you can't help them, or there are certain kind of conditions that you can't help? You know, if they um, have like a, an astigmatism, or they're like you know they have horrible eyesight. I mean, what what can you help? What can't you help? Um. So other than astigmatism. Medically speaking, astigmatism is an eye error that is completely different or actually very different from the other three problems. So mm -hmm. our eyewear solves the other three problems in a heartbeat, all three of them taken together, the comprehensive prescribed eyewear. But we cannot take care of astigmatism because astigmatism is not being treated with conventional lenses. It's a problem in the structure of the eye lens itself. That, for most part, is being fixed surgically, for most part, because it's an expensive procedure. So astigmatism is a bit different. I mean, people in the medical community actually do admit that. But the other three are somewhat similar, except that presbyopia, which is the crux of the problem. There is no solution. I'll tell you an example. Have you ever, you know... Let's say you have a grandmother that is almost ailing, and she wants to have a look at you for one last time. You know, she's, say, 85, 90. Right. Everything is ailing, right? And when you meet your grandmother, you know, she just can't focus on your face. She's rubbing her hands all over your face, all over your body, just to have a feel of what right. you were and what you are now. You know why mm -hmm. that happens? Because she's unable to focus, because her eye lenses have become so bad that not only you and the medical community, but she herself has given up on her eyes. Hmm. Neither she nor you actually knows that this can be treated with a simple eyewear, except that the technology hmm. till date didn't exist. The vision is always blurry. You can never have a perfect focus thing. As you age, it becomes worse. It's like yeah. the grandmother, she knows that her heart is going to fail sometime because it's getting weak, it's aging. So she has given up on it. Uh, you know, more surgical procedures is only going to complicate things. The same with the eye. I understand. 
Well, um, what about um, a piggyback system where someone has, you know, glasses, prescription, like I have prescription glasses. I have an astigmatism, different one in both eyes. So I have like these expensive glasses that I have to wear. They have all kinds of stuff in them. Would you guys come out with a product where I can have like an overlay on top of my glasses that I clip on that's a liquid crystal lens that gets me the last part of the way? Is that a product that you guys may offer at some time, like a compliment to glasses already and clip something on, onto them? Well, our eyeglasses, you actually have hit the problem head on, you know, bang on. You're perfect. You're on spot. Let me tell you what we plan to do with that. So basically, for the myopia or metropia, you have a specific power, and you're using an eyeglass. Not a bifocal, not a progressive. Those are different. So what we do in our eyewear is we provide that in a form of a standard cover lens, just like your eyewear. And then we provide the liquid crystal lens stuck to the back of it, which is only, say, 6 to 7 millimeters thick. And it weighs nothing. It weighs around 35 to 40 grams. So basically, I, our eyewear first takes care of your myopia or metropia that you already have in your eyeglasses. Mm. And to make the design more ergonomic, we are fixing those restoration lenses right at the back of it. So you get the entire package. Okay, we, cool. You don't Very have cool. to buy separate parts. You know, read through the manual and see how you can fix it on your eyewear. Mm. We'll save you that problem. We'll give you the entire package altogether. Oh. I'm only 42, so hopefully there's time for your solution to uh, to come into effect before I need it big time, you know. But I'm sure, yeah, like you said, hundred, hundreds of millions of people need it now, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, as per some study, it was found out that by 2020, almost 2 billion people worldwide would be suffering from this problem. And that includes, I mean, wow. in some markets, like the, um, think of it, everybody 35 plus gets their eye lenses, you know, uh, degraded from say 10 to somewhere on one so everybody's suffering it's just that they have okay. given up on it it's like oh it's a natural problem what can i do i can only wear a pair of eyeglasses nothing else can be done mm. i know this is going to happen we want to change that attitude we want to tell people that no we can restore your eyesight just with a simple pair of eyeglasses well this is amazing it's really good work you guys are doing what um we're just about out of time for today. What What's the best way for interested parties to contact you and to find out more, you know, proposed uh, partnerships, whatever they may want to do? How can people get in touch? Yeah, we we are in a, you know, we are in a pre-takeoff uh, stage and we are basically, we have started beta testing. So, you know, we'll be happy to have interested parties and partners. Um, I don't know if you have my cell phone number. They can reach me at my cell phone number. They can also email me. The same way you did. I mean, if they're interested, you know, just okay. let them ask what is it that they're interested in. We have mm. for business people, we have business flyers. For general people requiring basic education, we have general flyers. So whatever they want, just contact me. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, Trib, I, I appreciate you coming and thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s and the dot-com boom in the 1990s and the internet boom in 2005. 
From the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.